0: Let us pray. Our most gracious Father, we thank you that once more we can be here even through this online service to hear your word, to recall the great work of Jesus, and to prepare our hearts for this holy week. Pour your spirit upon us to prepare us more and more. And as this week goes on, we would come to see more deeply the cost of our salvation and be renewed even more so in our heart and mind to follow Jesus. And it is through our Lord and Savior Jesus that we pray. Amen. Palm Sunday reminds us that there is a yearning for a king. It's a funny thing to think as we live in a democracy that as Christians we look for a king. We look for one who is above all, who stands over everything and is in total control. That's the yearning, I think, that is deep down within everyone, for someone to be there that they know is actually and really in control of the situation. But do we ever stop to ask about that yearning deep down inside? Yes, we have our surface yearnings, our surface desires. But when we go down below them, there is that desire for that stability, for that one who is in control, for anyone, anything to be in control, to give us that comfort, that sense of assurance. And I think that's what we see on Palm Sunday The desire of the people was for a righteous and a true and a godly king, and they saw that in Jesus. They had seen Jesus and heard of Jesus for about three years, maybe three and a half years at this point. They had heard about His miracles, heard about His teaching, heard about His confrontation of the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes and the lawyers, and how He could always answer them back, how He told parables that convicted the hearts of men that revealed the depths and the mysteries of the kingdom of God. And so here they hear of Jesus coming into town after one of His greatest miracles had just been performed. Last week we heard about it, the raising of Lazarus. The people here between Jerusalem and Bethphage knew about that miracle. They had heard about it. And when they heard that Jesus was coming into town into Jerusalem for the Passover week in preparation for the Passover, they began celebrating. They rejoiced to see this man come, this one who had been truly anointed, and that they knew he was anointed by his actions. They had been anointed by God himself. And to be anointed by God himself is to be the Messiah. And here Jesus comes into town being lauded as the Messiah, as the king. Because they yearned for a righteous king. The Jews had been ruled over by the Romans for nearly a hundred years at this point. For years and years they had been ruled over by the Romans. Prior to that, they had had an independent kingdom briefly. But the Romans came in and conquered them. And they were put into a sense of exile once more as their desire for a righteous king was taken away and buried deep within because then they were given unrighteous kings and governors to rule over them, Herod and his family. But yet that yearning remained, that yearning for one who would be like David, one who would have a heart that pursued God, a heart that was after God. They desired that kind of king once more. They desired a true, righteous, and compassionate king. That was the yearning deep down in them. And I think today is the yearning deep down within many of us, a yearning for someone out there to show compassion, to show mercy. But one that we can look at and know is righteous, that we can know is true to who he himself is. You see, that's the key to it, being true to Himself. In this case, being Messiah, being Jesus, being one who is without sin. He can be true to Himself because there is no sin to taint His understanding. For us, you and me, to be true to ourselves is to fall into the path of sin because sin has eaten away at our hearts. Sin is within us and clouds our understanding of what God desires of what God truly wants for us. And we get led astray when we try to be true to ourselves. Because the one that we'll be true to is the sinful self. We'll be true to that sinner within and not true to the work of salvation that God is working in us. But Jesus, the man without sin, the one who humbled himself, who came down from heaven and took on the form of a servant, as Philippians told us today, He didn't count his equality with God something to be grasped while he was here on earth. And instead, he humbled himself and became obedient to death. This Jesus can be truly true to himself because he has no sin, for he is truly God and yet fully man. He is the Holy One of God, the One who will save the day. And here the people recognize that He is the Savior. In some sense, in some way, they see it as they cry out, Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is He who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. That word Hosanna is a special word that had become so used by the people. It's a word that basically just means, now save us. Though like the word hallelujah, they just simply said hosanna. They didn't say what they would say in Aramaic, now save us. They used the Hebrew word, hosanna. And it comes over to us, just like we use the word hallelujah or alleluia, which just simply means praise the Lord. But instead of saying praise the Lord, we just say hallelujah or alleluia. And here the people are in reality crying out, now save us, O son of David. You are blessed, for you come in the name of the Lord. Now save us to the utmost. Save us. The Savior they were seeking was one who would merely overthrow the Romans. So many of them had caught on to the idea that the Savior, the Messiah, was merely going to be a political king for them. That He would strip away the Roman power over them and would set the nation of Israel free to be the people that God intended them to be as a nation, to lead them in conquering the Gentiles. But that is not what this Savior would do. This son of David was not one who would conquer Rome. He is one who would conquer the greatest enemy of all for the people. He is the one, the king, who would save them and conquer sin and death, hell and the grave on his own. He would stand between the people in the gap, between death and hell and the people. He would stand there between them and take all the powers of Satan against himself and conquer them. He would take on the power of death and conquer it. He would take on the power of the grave and conquer it. For that is what Jesus would do. But they didn't understand that, though They faithfully cried, now save us, O son of David. Now save us. You see, the people didn't get what kind of savior this king was going to be. They didn't fully grasp it. They didn't fully understand it. And that's okay. They still faithfully cried out, now save us, O son of David. Now save us. They knew and caught a glimpse of what he was going to be that He would be the king, that He would be the true ruler. But they didn't understand how it would come about or how His rule would work and operate for them. But they would eventually understand it better. Some of them would anyway and come to see that His kingship and His kingdom were a different kind. But that's the joy of how God the Father works in us. Sometimes He takes those desires and those yearnings that have a certain rightness to them, but are misdirected, that are turned in the wrong way. And He, deep down underneath them, brings about the fulfillment that satisfies them. You see, on the surface, the people wanted freedom from Rome, not recognizing their need for freedom from sin. But God the Father went a step further than what they desired. They merely wanted freedom from Rome. But God the Father gave them freedom from sin and death and the grave which would eventually overthrow Rome too. But You see, the Father, through Jesus, fulfilled that deep-down need that they couldn't even fully understand. Their desire to be free from Rome was but a, but a slight microcosm of that. It was just a little bit of them recognizing the greater problem they had. And so though that was what was on the surface, that was what they were crying out for salvation from, Rome And it's wickedness. The Father saves them and lets Jesus die on the cross to remove sin and death from the people. That they could turn and see what the Savior truly would do. What the Savior had done for them and be saved from that which was truly their enemy. Hosanna to the Son of David. Now save us, they cry. And is that our cry today? that despite whatever our surface desires are, whatever our surface yearnings are, that we step back and recognize that deep down there is another desire, another yearning that is greater than all of our other yearnings. And that the Spirit, as you hear the Word of God read, fans that and brings it to life more and more and causes it to come up to the surface, nearer and nearer the surface, that we can finally identify what it is that we need. That as we travel around and look to so many and say, now save me. Now save me. Well, we look to Jesus finally and say, now save me. Oh, save us, Son of David, for you are the one who has come in the name of Yahweh. You have come in the name of God the Father to save His people, to save humanity, to save this world and redeem it from the sin that it is lost in. The triumphal entry wasn't an almost kingship for Jesus. It was the declaration of His kingship. It's just the people didn't understand the kingship He was going to. They didn't understand the kind of glory He was going to embrace at the end of the week. And so this isn't an almost kingship for Jesus. The people declared Him to be king because they saw a glimmer of what He truly would be. They saw a glimmer of what He truly is in Himself, the Messiah who takes away the sins of the world. And so it was right for them to yell, Hosanna. And it is right for us to yell, Hosanna to the Son of David. Now save us because we can look back and see that He has saved us. He has accomplished salvation on our behalf. He has accomplished all that was necessary. And it begins here for us this week at the Triumphal Entry, this Palm Sunday. And now, the rest of the chapters of the Gospel of Matthew, 21 all the way through the end to 28, will tell us the story of Holy Week into Good Friday, into into Maundy Thursday, into Good Friday, and then finally ending at the Resurrection next Sunday. And we will travel this week through this Holy Week asking the Lord to be at work in us as we recall and discover Jesus' last week on earth once more. Every year we walk this pathway through Holy Week so that by the end of it, we will more fully rejoice and see the goodness of Jesus dying on the cross and then being raised back to life, that we can embrace what He has done for us more fully, that we can see the depths of our own sin And yet see how Jesus takes that to Himself on the cross. That He suffers and we are saved. That He suffered while we didn't even care that He was suffering. And He saved us when we weren't aware of it. And has worked that salvation in many of us. And so we go on and carry that, crying out Hosanna for that salvation to be made more and more full in us to be made more and more alive in each of us, to overcome those surface yearnings and to replace them with the true yearning for the righteous, good King, for the righteous, holy, just, and merciful King, for the compassionate King that we need. And so cry out, Hosanna in the highest to Jesus today. Cry out this whole week, Hosanna to the Son of David. Hosanna in the highest For you are blessed because you come in the name of Yahweh. You come in the name of God. You come in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, O Jesus, to save me, to save you, to save us, to redeem the world. And so Palm Sunday points us straight to the cross. Palm Sunday makes no sense without the cross. It makes no sense to celebrate this King if He doesn't then go to the cross to remove our sins because He is the Son of God. So may this week draw you nearer to Jesus. May this week draw you nearer to His cross to see that that is where His salvation is for you. And that you will be brought forward into His resurrection and made into a new creature, made into a new creation made into a new man and a new woman, one who is becoming like Christ in salvation, who is being renewed in heart, mind, and soul. And so cry out, Hosanna! Now save us, O King of David! Now save us, O King of David! In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.